My name is Eno Bevere because I've been able to count my blessings. Not just one, not two, not even ten. Look at that. Amazing things God has done. And and he will keep doing. I mean, that's the plan, isn't it? So that we'll have a great life and we'll be able to uh, shine the light. Yes, that we carry every day wherever we find ourselves. Uh, we will rise to wisdom as we always do on night 2.3 Nigeria Info, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. weekdays. So if you're listening... Thank you for your time. Totally appreciate you. Now, we're looking at the book, The Leader Who Had No Title. But before we get into the book, there's something I need to share with you uh, this morning. Uh, Because many times we stop when we should keep pushing. Uh We stop when we should keep pushing. And then we lose out. I mean, after all the effort, we get to the point where... It's that push that makes all the difference. Then we stop because someone said something, because we, we, we lost faith, because we lost heart. Whatever it is, we just stop. And so I would share something with you from uh, the Bible, Second Kings thirteen fifteen. Mm. Jehosh, king of Israel, came down to him and wept over him, saying, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha told him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took a bow and some arrows. Then Elisha said to the king, Put your hand on the bow. So he did that, right? And then open the east window. So he opened it and Elisha said, shoot. So he shot. Um, the arrow of victory over Aram for you should strike the Arameans in Afek until you put an end to them. Okay. Um, so this is where the, the catch is. Verse 19. No, no, 18 and 19. So he took the arrows and Elisha said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck the ground three times and stopped. But the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have struck down Aram until you put an end to it. But now you will strike Aram only three times. What a tragedy. It was done. All he needed to do was obey. He did obey, but he stopped. He stopped. Some of you have been trying to fix an aspect of your life. You've struck the ground three times and you stopped. And God is saying you should have struck five or six times. Why did you stop? You're working on a project. You were almost there. You struck the ground three times and you stopped. You were saving up for something. You were almost there. You struck the ground three times and you stopped. You were attempting something. Three times you stopped. Five or six. Five or six. I know you can be weary. You can lose faith. You can lose hope. But don't stop. That's what makes the difference. Don't stop trying to work on something. Don't stop because it's inevitable that something will give. At what point? We might not be sure, you know, but if you stop, then you take away the chance of the thing happening, of the reality you seek, of the dream coming alive. So please don't stop. And no, you don't understand. I've been trying to... Don't stop. I'm not going to tell you any other thing. Don't stop. Don't stop. And this is not for things that you know that have died. I'm not talking about dead things and you don't have peace where those things are concerned. I'm talking about where you have faith, where you believe, what you want to see for yourself in your life, the dreams you want to come alive. Don't stop. I was listening to one of the motivational um, pieces we play. And the guy said the, the guy only hits money when he was 65. So he wasted his first 64 years. Look at that. How old are you? How old are you? Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't let anyone discourage you. And by God, don't discourage yourself. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Because many times, even those you love, those that love you, they will discourage you because they are tired. But it's not their journey. It is yours. 
You are the warrior here. It is your war. So you can't listen to people. You can't take what they're saying all the time. If you're pursuing something and in your heart you have peace and you know that this is something that will be for good, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't be weary. Don't stop. Because in due season, you shall reap. If you faint not. You see, there are these <laughs> clauses. If you faint not. So don't, don't, don't be weary. Don't faint. Don't faint. Don't faint. And so we get back to the book, the leader who had no title. Uh, Blake is the guy who's trying to get his life together. Uh, he's met Anna, the housekeeper in a hotel. And he's met um, the leadership mentor, uh, Tommy. So Tommy takes him to Anna, uh, where, Anna used to, where Anna works. And they were having conversations. And he kept thinking that Anna was much more than just a housekeeper. And Anna said, no, no. So let's get back to the book. We're on page um, 40, 46. No, we've, done, we've gone past 46. Okay, let's go to 47 now. Nothing feels like success because the higher you rise, the easier it becomes to stop pushing the envelope, challenging the status quo and keeping your focus. Sure, it's human nature to try and reach a place where things don't change, where we can coast along, where everything is certain. This gives us a sense of control and security. But I have to tell you, Blake, it's such a false sense of security. In the new world of business, now listen to this, in the new world of business, the riskiest place you can be is trying to do the same things in the same way as you've always done them. Few things as foolish as hoping old behaviors will somehow present new results. Few things are as foolish. Few things are as foolish as hoping that you do the same things. Old behaviors will give you a new result. Why? Because that means you're not innovating. You're not doing your part to make things better. You're not creating superior value. Mm, mm. You're not... <laughs> You are not creating superior value. You are not creating superior value. That's it. That's where the game is. Are you creating superior value? And uh, my neighbor, he's going somewhere. You know, I was with uh, Chief Gaskin yesterday. It was his 7th birthday. And, you know, we got to this point where people say, ah, he went somewhere. They did something for him. And the guy asks, did I kill the, the native doctor, the, the medicine man? Did I kill him? I didn't kill him now. So if he's still there, are you still gone? do your own. Aha. So those things people say just to try to explain how someone is making um, good success. It says, few things are as foolish as hoping old behaviors will somehow present new results. Why? Because that means you're not innovating. You're not doing your part to make things better. You're not creating superior value. Write that down. Superior value. Underline it. Circle it. Amplify it. Am I creating superior value? And that means rather than evolving to ever increasing levels of excellence, you're slipping deeper into old patterns of stagnation. Old patterns. I talked a bit about patterns on Saturday night. Old patterns of stagnation. Old patterns of stagnation. You know that this thing you're doing is what has kept you in the rut. Stop it. Old behaviors will never present new results. And if you believe that you're creating superior value, the next question you want to ask is, am I communicating that? Aha. Because it's one thing to have something valuable and not market it and not talk about it and not blow the trumpet. If you don't do that, nobody will know. And that's when your competition eats you for breakfast. 
choose innovation over stagnation. Choose innovation over stagnation and you'll be just fine in this crazy business, busy world we're in now. Choose calculated risk taking versus operating the same old way and you'll do great. You'll be awesome actually. Mm, got it. Um, Makes perfect sense. What's the M in image um, stand for? So she, she told him an acronym image i-m-a-g-e okay so the i is for innovation so we go to the m the m is for mastery anna offered committing yourself to mastery at what you do mastery at your craft whether your craft is selling staplers or educating children is the only standard to operate under in this change rich times anything less and you'll be left behind the comedian steve martin said it really well when he advised be so good that people cannot ignore you. So we see a lot of people seeking attention, not seeking to be so good. That's the wrong formula. You've got to want to be so good. You've got to want to work at being so good. You want to come out as so good that people cannot ignore you. It's not the other way around. No way. People look for value. If they see value, then they pay attention to you. They don't see value, then they walk on by. Aha. Uh-huh. And it's definitely inspiring to hear that when I deliver at my leadership best, even if I have no time I cannot be ignored. Look, if the people you work with and the people you serve only like you, you probably not last that long in this age of intense competition. You want people to love you, to adore you, to worship the very ground you stand on because you are so staggeringly good at what you do. And the only standard that will get you there is the standard of mastery. You're a master. Mm. So they're talking about the Washington Monument. You want to check that out if you have um, access to internet. The, the Washington Monument. Um, it's an architectural marvel, Tommy continued. People said a structure this visionary could not be built. But the architect who imagined it, Robert Mills, got the job done against all the odds. He got the job done. Aha, uh-huh. he got the job done. So it's not what they say, it's what's possible. And how would you know it's possible if you don't try? Look at that. Mm. Oh, this is fantastic. Leaders get the job done no matter what. You know, nobody's going to pay you for excuses. Oga, okay, I went out with 200 bottles. Um, how many did you sell? Oga, okay, I did not sell anything I brought back the 200 because no way, no way, no way. Leaders get the job done. They find a way. Before you head out to the streets, you work out a formula, a winning formula. That's where the work is. A lot of people will not sit down to pay attention to get the work done mentally or on paper. They just want to run out into the streets, be busy, be sweating. And so this photo is my daily reminder to pay zero attention to the chattering voices of the naysayers and to simply walk into my days devoted to working at Mastery. Nothing less than my very best reminded Anna. That's what Mastery looks like to me. I'm encouraging you to be a FMOB. A FMOB, what's that? Um, someone who's devoted to being the first, the most, the only, and the best. FMOB. First, most, only, and the best. And we both think you're already on your way to becoming one. Anna observed in an uplifting and most supportive tone of voice. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Well then, Blake, um, the starting point of moving to mastery is to raise the expectations you set for yourself. Oh, I'm so happy this morning. Look at that. Raise the expectations you set for yourself. See, many people fail in the workplace. You know why? The expectation is below what their bosses set for them. So it's not, in fact, some people don't have expectations. You just wake up base and come to work. No expectations. No, sir. You are the king of your life. 
you must decide how many battles you want to win. You must decide how many soldiers, how many warriors you want to recruit and how many you want to train. You want to plan the tactic, the strategy you used to go into battle. You don't just wake up anyhow, a king made by God. Eh? You that God sat down to sculpture, to, to create, gave you his life. Say, go, go to the earth and show them that you are indeed a God. Then you just wake up and you leave anyhow. No expectation, nothing. Aru, mastery. The most, the starting point is to raise the expectations you set for yourself. In November, see, I said it last week. If you think that 100 million is a lot of money, something is wrong. Not because it's not a lot of money, but because a lot of us, when we think like that, what we think is, is out of my reach. I, I, ah, million, million. I'm, I'm hearing it, but I'm not even sure that thing exists. That money to be go. Once you start thinking up like that, you're shutting down the creative part of your brain. You're creating walls, barriers. The question you should always ask is, how can I get into my hand legitimately? Because people are getting it. How do I get it? Can I get 1 million in 100 places? Can I get 10 million in 10 places? Can I get 100,000 in 10,000 places? It is possible. Whatever you want. We'll see people in their 50s and their 60s getting their first degrees, becoming a certified medical doctor at 50-something. They want it. They set the expectations and they go for it. November 2020, raise your expectations, raise the standard very high so that if you fall short of it, you'll still be high, high, high up there. Some of you just like regular stuff. Now, so we they do am stuff. Eh, any idea? No, don't, don't be like that because you curse God when you, when you, when you, that is not even a thinking. It's when you be like that, you curse, you curse God. You should think at the highest expectation. You must hold yourself to that standard. Um, I have a monthly target of 10 million and that's what my Oga, Oga wrote inside my paper. What is your own expectation? What is it that you want to hit at the end of the month? On your job, in your family, you must... You must raise the expectations you set for yourself. If you're a latecomer, raise the expectation. I'm going to get to work at 7. Work starts at 8. I'm going to get to work at 7. You, you may get there later than 7, but you would get there earlier than 8. Raise. Work is starting today. Yes, in the state, in Lagos as well. People are getting back to work. You must raise the expectations you set for yourself. If I could type 500 words, let me move to 5,000. If I could reach 10 customers, let me move to 10,000. Raise it that high. So you work, you work, you work strategically. Just make the commitment to be the first. Make See, commit to yourself and to God. I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be the most I'm going to be the only, I'm going to be the absolute best. Expect more from yourself than anyone around you could ever expect from you. You're the boss. You work for God. Play in the big leagues. Play in the big leagues. People set such so low standards for themselves. They aim so low and then they sadly reach their goal. Yeah, you aim so low and you reach your goal. And then you find that you don't have a lot of company out on the extra mile. Mm. Are you actually saying that it's easier to work at mastery than at ordinary, Anna? That's a great way to language it, Blake. And yes, what's, that's exactly what I'm saying. There's a lot less competition on the extra mile because so few people even believe they can play there. Many fewer commit to spending their careers there. And so, as you say, it actually becomes easier to be there, easier to be great, easier to be the best, easier to be the most, easier to be the only. So he says, I guess most of us are too afraid to set lofty, ambitious wants and then fail. Correct, Blake, but why play the game if you're not in need to win? Oh, why play the game if you're not in need to win? Why get in there if you're not going to be the most amazing? Just why? 
Why open the store if you're not going to take all the business on the streets? Why? Why? Just why? says, I encourage you to set the standard of being B-I-W in the work you do and within the life you live. B-I-W? B-I-W just means best in the world. Best in world. Best in world. She says, in my work here at this hotel, I continually ask myself a very powerful self-coaching question. What would the person who is the best in the world at what I do be doing at this very moment? OMG! Did you get that? What would the person who is the best typist in the world be doing at this very moment? What would the person who is the best musician in the world be doing at this very moment? What is the person who is the best personal assistant in the world be doing at this very moment? What is the person who is the best graphics designer be doing in this very moment? What is the person who is the best teacher in the world be doing in this very moment? I like this because... If you think like this, if you ask yourself this self-coaching question, you'll be amazing. The best teacher will be doing research or putting together documents from what they have researched on. Not that they are watching TV, they are sleeping. They are just, they are pressing their phone, socializing. Hmm. What would the person who is the best in the world at what I do be doing in this very moment? Some are creating. Once I get the answer, I immediately refocus myself and get down to the business of doing only that, which will create the largest results and the biggest impact. Bottom line, the largest results and the biggest impact. My goal here, each and every day is to be the best in the world at my craft of housekeeping and that's how I continually move closer toward mastery. You really do research on housekeeping. You see housekeeping as a craft? Absolutely. It's a craft to me. And so I work at it every day to get better and reach more of my hidden genius. I continually challenge myself to outperform me of yesterday. I'm so dedicated to getting mastery as a housekeeper. That idea so turns me on. And I should mention that being extraordinary in your work is one of the true secrets of happiness. If you've if you've never taken anything you, you've heard on radio seriously, this month, please I beg you, commit, 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 just commit. Uh, we've had a lot of young people waste their lives because they want to study a particular course. Um, you know what that, that is? Is lack of information. And many parents are the ones that make it so. They help them because they're ignorant. This is what I will tell you this morning for free. You want to study mechanical anything or electrical anything or medical anything. You get admission to study something else. Get into school. School is supposed to expand your mind. School is supposed to expand your mind. So you get into school, you continue on that course. When you're done, you continue with medicine or with law, whatever it is. There's nothing wrong with getting to degrees. But many young people have wasted their lives, seven years, five years, three years. I mean, you're home for three years and you're offered a four-year course. Goodness gracious, what is that? If you know you're not going to get into the university to study the course that you claim that you want to study, then... Get into a program, at least a one-year program. So you're going to learn a skill, get into a one-year program. If you're going to be done in one year, get into a one-year internship. Get into something that has a structure. Why play a game when you're not in it to win? That's why young people wasting their lives saying that they are dating or they are doing relationship. They are not there for anything. So why get in in the first place? Focus on your life. Build a life. People that are valuable always attract value. 